One of the most well-known stories in the Bible is of David and Goliath, where the very young and diminutive David volunteers to defend Israel against their Philistine enemy's champion, Goliath. Goliath, being a giant and having slayed everyone else that Israel's King Saul put up against him, had a laugh-out-loud moment when he saw David in front of him. But we all know how the story ends, right? David, with only a stone in a sling and the knob of righteousness turned up to 11, brings down Goliath with just one throw, setting the stage for his eventual reign as king. In a way, Ed Snodderly is a little bit like David. In the year 2000, he played two small parts in the motion picture, O Brother, Where Art Thou? It was the movie equivalent of The Stone in the Sling, catapulting bluegrass and old-time music into the hearts and minds of a new generation of fans and artists, smacking the music industry square between the eyes. It's hard to overstate the impact of that movie on the old-time and bluegrass world and the genre's subsequent influence and cross-pollination with rock and roll and other styles. Surely one corner of the Roots music world that benefited from this was East Tennessee State University's Bluegrass Old Time and Roots Music program, which has produced graduates like Becky Buller, Barry Bales, Amethyst Kia, Tim Stafford, and Trey Wellington, to name just a few. That's where we also find Ed Snodderly, enjoying his role in this era where Roots music reigns as a songwriting instructor. Ed is a renaissance man if there ever was one. He is a prolific songwriter with a who's who of artists performing his compositions. His lyrics to the song The Diamond Stream are featured in Nashville's Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. He's half the duo, the Brother Boys, with musical partner Eugene Wolfe going back to their inception in the late 1980s. And this year, he gave us his 10th solo album, Chimney Smoke. The title track is playing now. And we talk about that song specifically, as well as what makes this collection, as Ed Snodderly's press release says, a quintessential Southern album. In our conversation via video call, we also take on the meaning of Americana, what artists get from studying music from previous decades and centuries, how he sees the live music business in the age of COVID-19, and much more, including more music from Ed's new album coming up. I'm Joe Kendrick, welcoming you to our episode on Ed Snodderly on Southern Songs and Stories. World seeps through the cracks of my skin The old will end to break the new in They got all kinds of neighbors in the neighborhood Fifty years ago where the cornstalks stood And what your granny said and what your granny did Echoes long in your head I wanna ask, you might laugh What's it worth to sing this song? Can't let get lost, can't let get gone. See an old man coming up the road. Something on his back, gonna lighten his load. See a woman in a field far away. She's standing now, she's kneeling to pray. See a boy and girl hand in hand. They seem to be dreaming the best they and strong Didn't have half and still got it long
Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at WNCW.org. It's not only on Southern Songs and Stories. Great to hear your 10th album, Chimney Smoke. So much to talk about. Maybe we can start off with the note that I saw describing it as a quintessential Southern album. Ed, what makes it Southern? How do you define that? Well, that's a good question. What makes it Southern? I think it's only by the way of saying that it is Southern. And for me, it is Southern because it's about a different uh, memory stories, this and that's that I've got going on. I'm a I'm a I'm from Tennessee and raised in mostly East Tennessee. Got a lot of history with musicians and family from you know this whole area down around Knoxville is where my grandfather was from. So what it means is that I've conjured up these these songs trying to express what I know. Now years ago I was part of a theater company and we created a play about growing up in East Tennessee when the governor had proclaimed um, 1986 as being a Tennessee homecoming. And we thought, well, we better put our two cents in worth because before it becomes too a Dollywood kind of thing, that this and that. So we created really good writers, Joe Carson, poems, vignettes, songs. We traveled, we did a big run in San Francisco and we did a big run in Russia with that play. And what, what it was, we did some of these vignettes and these people in Russia goes, that's, that's our story. That's our story too. So it could be that it's expressed as a Southern record. And I think it feels Southern metaphors, but it, the, all these stories translate. Is well, my I'm curious about what that connection was with Russian culture. Um, small families or a, a rural we we were in moscow and we were 800 miles east of there almost in the ural mountains lots of villages and we would be at we would perform at the schools and um it was it was basically just you know one of the things that i kind of get at in, in chimney smoke is that years ago i was a kid but i heard this and it, it was like you get out of this area and people looked upon the Appalachian Mountains of people being poor. Uh, hey, y'all don't wear shoes there, do you? That kind of stuff. That's where that song started is that quote of, hey, remember when they thought we didn't wear shoes? And that's what propelled the song. Where it went is where it went, because I just started conjuring up all this stuff. And and the power of our people, as we know them, they, yeah, there was poverty, but they were never poor in what they knew and their stories they could tell. And that's, that's, that's uh, universal. And I also wrote that, that particular song to kind of go, Hey, you know, we as people have always been a little bit apprehensive of everything that comes down the line. Maybe 
let's just kind of not let her guard down totally before it's all gone. So when I say you might laugh and it's like, she another daggum song about this. And that that's a, one of my most honest lines. I'm going to ask you might laugh. And that's, that's me. What's it worth to sing this song? If this isn't worth nothing, then let me quit wasting my time singing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. R.S. Field produced your record, and I like how his mantra is, let's make Americana great again. <laughs> well, what constitutes great Americana versus not so great? Um, same old, same old. And trying to, I mean... That's boy, you are asking hard questions. God, Bobby Field, R.S. Field, he is a hoot. So his, yeah, he's my, because you know he's jaded, and just like, oh yeah, you're you kidding me? And really, the Americana. Uh, I was on Sugar Hill when Americana kind of got its title, and you know it's kind of it's kind of now it's almost like triple A, you know. So make Americana great again. It's a play on on that. And it's just to go, hey, we're trying to make, we are trying to do the best thing that we can give this genre. Even though I kind of consider it like folk country, just to kind of go away from Americana. But Americana does encapsulate that all styles come together. But it, it kind of gave us a little bit of kind of a chip on our shoulder to try to make the best record we could. Sure. And, you know, we could have a whole hour just talking about that term Americana and how problematic it is. To me, I think it it's just a general uh, acknowledgement that it's honest music. It's real in some sense. It's not, it's got no artifice. I like that. I like that. It's not as encompassing as we would like for it to be in the sense of like, Hmm. Uh, you know, it's all business when it comes down to it. It's a it's a business, you know, but making Americana great again is just sort of like, hey, you know, there's enough. I, I do mess with a songwriting class at the university and I say, hey, do we need another song in this world? It seems like there's plenty of songs, but the but to truly answer it, it's like we need your song. You know, we need and you need to try to make it as good as you can because mm -hmm. people don't have a lot of time. Coming up on them sycamore trees when nighttime falls. About the time it gets lonely and could cry, just like you, River, to run with the breeze. Don't need a reason to fly or believe. That's some of the song Just Like a River by Ed Snodderly from his 10th solo album, Chimney Smoke. 
getting help from Eugene Wolf and Amethyst Kia on backing vocals. Amethyst Kia is a graduate of East Tennessee State University, where she studied songwriting under Ed Snodderly, and in a previous episode of Southern Songs and Stories, she had this to say about its bluegrass old time and roots music program. And I also was really, really interested in the origins of the music because as I continued on, I started to get a sense and a feel, um, not from everybody, but definitely a certain people. And this idea that, you know, bluegrass or old time or Celtic music is something that white people play. And I got that sense. And there are people that believe that. What really, so at first I was like, well, you know, do I really want to be in an environment where I feel like I'm constantly up against people who don't think I should be there? Because that's kind of what I had was kind of experiencing up until that point. But um, what I learned was, and this was with my um, Dr. Ted Olson, I took his American folk music class. And that's when my eyes were open to like the kind of lie that the historical lie or omission that's been spread about folk music. I mean, we can all agree, you know, people seem to think that, you know, the blues is like the only, you know, roots music that black people had any part of. And that's not the case, you know, um, and that's when I started learning and I'm like, well, if anybody has anything to say about me being here, I can just point to history, which Honestly, I shouldn't, I don't think, I don't think anybody should have a birthright on a type of music. There were Jap, there were Japanese exchange students playing bluegrass. There's a whole bluegrass scene in the Czech Republic. Like, there shouldn't have to be a birthright to music. The fact that I even had to come up with that as like, well, I can point to history kind of sucks, you know. I That shouldn't even be. But bigger than just that is the, is this idea that, within history, and this has happened time and time again, where certain contributions aren't recognized. And so that's what really, like, kind of sunk it in for me. And also hearing, you know, seeing the Carolina Chocolate Drops and seeing what they were doing, but just having this positive reinforcement of, like, you know, I shouldn't let other people's thoughts or opinions deter me. And then come to find out when I landed on old-time music, I came across open-minded folks, that understood the history of the music, and I, you know, was able to find my place. I asked Ed about that program and how he sees it benefiting artists. Well, for one thing, it, it really spends a lot of time learning from the old. There's a, the great old-time program. I mean, everyone just studies the early days of country music the early days of uh, old-time music, old-time, learning old-time music songs. You know, they've reissued um, Carter Family, all of the old-time, uh, the Bristol Sessions, the Knoxville sh Sessions, the Johnson City Sessions. There's been semesters that it, it, different bands learn all of the repertoire from, like, the Johnson City Sessions, which is really cool. So, uh, takes for someone, a, a past student of mine, and we spent a lot of time together, uh, would be Amethyst Thea, Akia. <clears throat> we played a lot of old-time guitar, and she was in a lot of the old-time bands and really studied the old music. I think there's great value of, of kind of knowing from the old to the present. 
as opposed to just kind of picking up on the present. So the university, the program, it's pretty thorough and kind of just honoring a lot of things that have already gone down. And I think that makes makes for a better performer and writer, you know, so. Yeah. Amethyst Kia is a treasure and we featured her on this series as well. Um, love to hear what she's doing. What else can you do? Have you witnessed in her music or in her career that she might have picked up at ETSU? Well, th- this is only my ego, but I heard her in an interview going, well, you know, that when you used to learn old time, and this is what I said in one of my seminars, hey, you know, these guys that uh, learned to play the fiddle, like they didn't just kind of get the record. They went and they worked all day. Then at night, maybe when they got everything else done, they could put on the 78 and see if they could kind of reconjure up that. So it's like people worked first and then learned the music. So that music came out of work, uh, pastime work. And I heard her say something like that. I'm going, oh, right. Yeah, we you were on the same page. That's a good thing to kind of remind people is how this old music got learned is that you learn it after you've milked the cows and worked in the fields, you know. Rooftop bins in the summer heat. Butter and molasses on a teacup plate. Children humming a barefoot tune. Play acting on a rick and broom. Drop my bucket and carry down. Something shining in the lost and found Weeds so high around your mind Ground too hard to take my pile Better just ride the mule Grab my hat and away I'll go Better just ride the mule Get a little further on down the road You better just ride that mule I know what I'm riding to Come on, get your jacket, we'll ride on through. From Ed Snodderly's album Chimney Smoke, a bit of the first song in the collection, Better Just Ride the Mule, with lyrics syncing up with Ed's comments ahead of that. Ed Snodderly is also a co-founder of the music venue The Down Home in Johnson City, Tennessee, And he touches on that experience in his answer to my question about the Roots music scene, what it's getting right, and what it could do to improve. Well, I don't really know. Uh, As a, I'll put my down-home hat on, because then I see it as what what do we want to get on our stage at the down-home? And I've always leaned towards finding, being able to respond to the performer's who are coming from that place, no matter what, the, it's all about the music first. A perfect example is a fellow who used to play here through the through the years, and um, he's just a great musician, a great country blues artist. His name is Paul Jeremiah. Paul came through here many, many times. Could we ever get a crowd for him? No, never did. Uh, but that never stopped us from saying, Let's do this again. Truly a genius, great songwriter, great interpreter of country blues and his own creator of fingerstyle country blues. I think we're always looking for the people who are 
of, of that kind of realness place. I'm more attracted to those musicians than I am of how many Facebook likes someone has or any of that. That's not necessarily a measurement for us at the down home. So what kind of shape is it in? I think it's in great shape. There's so much out there. Um, I'm always looking for the good song and I, I'm always trying to find a good song and listen and get turned on. And I don't find it as easy as I used to. I'm always looking for the good record. You know, there's so many great things out there. I I don't know. I just, I think things are in good shape. My university hat, there's people from all over the world coming to the school and the program. I had two students from Tehran, a lot of people from Alaska and a great uh, Kalia Yeagle who plays with Bill and the Bell. She comes from Anchorage, great fiddle player. It's like just so many good, good musicians. There's a whole tribe of them over there in East Nashville, you know, uh, they're just all over. <laughs> and, and I like the musician that, you know, that they know the old, the old stuff. I'm, I'm totally into that. I'm not totally turned on when you, they don't, they've not really studied enough, you know? You alluded to this earlier, but what do they really get out of that context? Can you give any give us any example? Uh, I would say the first thing they get is 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 something from something that meant something a long time ago that got played in the air that's still worth putting in the air, like a fiddle tune in a shade tree way out in the middle out in the country. I just think some of those things are, are the things that are going to keep us honest, you know, and keep us knowing that there is a soul. You know, I think the Southern record is is about soul. It's kind of like, you know, not not um, it's like the flat and scruggs. Don't get above your raisin. It's all of those things that we just got to keep remembering and perpetuating, you know, Everything's just, you know, there used to be cities I like to travel to. I'd, I'd look forward to going to like Lawrence, Kansas or Austin or unfortunately Nashville. But Lord, have mercy. It's like just going to the, the same city. Mm, it all same, looks the same. Same bookstore. Where's that paper store I used to go to? Oh, where's that diner? I'm just being complaining now. But there is something that kind of Johnson City is a place. They're calling it the new Asheville, you know. That's scary. Can you comment a little on the live music business these days post-COVID? I'm always curious to hear what it's like for venues and artists now that everybody is basically back up at full speed. But then again, maybe not everybody is really putting themselves out there for live music like they used to. How is it for you? Well, um, we've not noticed that they're not getting out. And we are a club that is not open all the time. I kind of react to what's going on around the community. And there's a lot of free music during the summer. It's also really expensive to run the air conditioner. And it's just all those things. I feel that the down home is a scrappy little business. We always have been. We'll kind of, you know, kind of duck in the corner if you need to. Fortunately, owned the building during the pandemic. And so got a lot of stuff done, like new ceiling tiles and all of that through uh, all of that time. Slowly, people started coming back. I'm finding that people are pretty hungry. I've not noticed that they're not coming out. We are bringing in a lot of up and coming acts 
So it's hard to necessarily put a finger on the pulse of of all of that. But um, we've got a great fall lined up. A lot of new people, a lot of uh, regulars coming through. So knock on wood, there's not that fright now to get out, you know, over here for the down home at least. And you, we're a mixed bag of demographic of people, which is cool. So we do have an older crowd on a lot of shows. But they seem to be not scared. You know, there's a few people that will still wear a mask, which is great. Um, and uh, but I think we're I think we've rounded the corner pretty good. Rounding out the show with another new song from Chimney Smoke, this is Crow's Fever with Ed Snodderly and his band of ringers. Steve Kahn, John Gardner, Steve Henson, Gary J. Smith, and Kenny Vaughn. Sean Camp and Chris Scruggs play on a few tunes on the collection as well. Thanks for listening to this episode. We are so grateful when you tell someone about this series, and it's easy to follow us on your podcast platform of choice, where it only takes a minute to give us a top rating, and where it's an option, like on Apple Podcasts, a review. Those top ratings and reviews make this podcast more easily found on each platform and in turn make the music of artists like Ed Snodderly and Amethyst Kia more likely to be found by more music fans like you. This series is a part of the lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media, with all the Osiris shows available at osirispod.com. You can also hear new episodes on Bluegrass Planet Radio at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Thanks to Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on Public Radio WNCW, where we worked with Joshua Ming, who wrote and performed our theme songs. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. Einstein, could he be exact the many times it can go down? Ain't no simple song is sung. The jukebox plays if they kick it once Tambourines shake the rain in trees The old world pulls the bells to ring The Mr. boy stands on the curb Singing his heart Catch all your running shoes that reflect the night and the rain. Can a sprite draw me hope and sunshine in the morning to my fever? Still got the fever. Ain't no simple song gets sung. The jukebox plays if you kick in one. Tambourines shake the rain like trees Old rope pulls the bells to ring Mr. Boy stands on the curb Singing his heart out Singing his heart out Singing his heart out
I would like to add for folks taking a listen to the record is to uh, just enjoy the the uh, the the politics of it, so to speak, the uh, the attitude of it. It speaks a lot to people I remember in my life. There you are is about kind of like seeing someone you haven't seen in a long time, whether it be real or that you found them in your memory and going, man. There they, there you are. Wow. Enjoy some of these things in the record that was made from um, the spirit of just trying to do the best we could. And, um, and then if you're knowing that you can get out and you're able is to get out and really go and support some music and actually go out and support someone you don't know. And, and um, uh, just that, that would be the last thing I could say is just, it, it takes really still takes the physical person to pay, lay down a little bit of cash, come in, have a beer and and then support someone doing their thing. And then they don't have to go back to the factory. And then you're going, how'd you do that? I want to get out of the factory myself. I think I'm going to. Could you give me some guitar lessons? 